Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Good morning, beloved. Good morning, beloved family. How good it is to be with you. And um, a number of you, we were able to meet and say hello over the weekend. I was at the um, Catholic Identity Conference that was organized by Michael Matt of Revenant TV. It was held in Pittsburgh. There were somewhere around 500 people that attended and uh, it was sold out, and they took a hundred more than they had planned, and it, it should be much, much greater, uh, uh, larger next year. I want to tell you that it was um, a magnificent conference. These are people who deeply, deeply love the church, who are very aware of what's going on in the church, who are very respectful of the church. <clears throat> respectful of the office of the papacy and the magisterium and all of that, um, and spoke candidly about the occupants of those offices and what's happening in the church. Um, I found it to be uh, outstanding, and and the people there greatly, greatly, greatly encouraged. Um, their keynote speaker was uh, Bishop Athanasius Snyder, from uh, Kakistan, who um, who gave the most um, wonderful and encouraging talk, and uh, spoke about times in the past where the church went through trials, and and where uh, if even if um, I think it was the general um, opinion that um, that this is the worst trial the church has ever been in right now, but yet the laity. In such awful times, it is the laity that kept the faith and that carried the church. And so the focus of the conference was to um, clarify what is happening and then a way forward for us. And I was so pleased. All the speakers, really, who didn't necessarily even all know each other, but they basically all had the same way forward, and that is to know our faith to absolutely know our faith. And, um, and you, because you cannot live a faith that you don't know. And uh, our living our faith is not dependent on anyone else. It shouldn't be. It should not be. Your children's faith should not be dependent upon anyone but you, but the parents. If they cannot be supported by a church or a school, so be it. But the home is what God has given to raise the children. Uh, One woman uh, told me yesterday that I think her daughter has three children and um, uh, doesn't doesn't want to homeschool because she'll be alone and she has no support. And I I said to her, homeschooling is not for you, is not for the mom, it's for the children. So what if she doesn't have support? People have grown up in communism and, and still are in underground churches and all that. And they have to teach. Bishop Snyder himself grew up that way. And he learned the faith at home. They didn't have a priest for months and years on end. 
they learned the faith at home. There was no Catholic school. Their mom, their their family, and they lived the faith at home. And look at this um, strong man of God, an honor to his name that that home has produced. So no, if you have no support, don't worry about it. Don't let that stop you, because if you do, it's very selfish. I need to tell you that. It's a selfish thing that you want support. You're not sure if you're doing it. You need to know how others do it. Um, you, you have questions. That's very understandable. That's very understandable. Um, but don't neglect your children. Don't neglect to give them the faith because of that. You're worried about yourself. It's not for you. It's for them. And I want to promise you that your children need to be home with you more than they need you to have all the answers. The books will give you the answers. Don't worry about that. If you say to your children one day, you know, I'm not sure about that. You need to find out. You'll, you'll give them the reality that we're all human. We don't have all the answers, but the church has given us the answers and they are, they are available. So, um, uh, I will tell you that what, um, um, uh, what, what do I want to say here? Um, I don't remember what I was going to say. My thought simply flew away. Oh, I was going to say that the, the all the speakers concluded that we absolutely must know our faith and live it. And again, we cannot live what we do not know. And they everyone encouraged to pray the rosary every single day, at least five decades, at least one set of mysteries every single day without fail. And of course, the best thing would be for you a papa to gather your children together in the evening and pray it as a family. There's nothing more formative for a child than uh, the father being the head of the home and gathering the children for prayer. They expect it from their mother, but it's the father who needs to do that and lead the mother. And I've met many fathers who say, I know, but it's awkward for me. Why My wife's better at it. I know that. I don't know what God had in mind, but he didn't give that vocation to your wife. He gave it to you. And you need to lead your family in prayer and the rosary and in the teaching of the faith. You need to do that. Now, you may be working during the day and the mom can homeschool the children while you're at work. Uh, this is an ideal situation. I, I know um, many today cannot live in an ideal situation, but I'll tell you how I would be selfish. I'd be selfish enough to do whatever you can do to make a way to teach your children, to keep them from the evil of the world, to get them out of public schools. And today you need to get them out of a good many, if not a majority of Catholic schools. If your school teaches sex education, don't put your children there. Absolutely not. They have no business doing that. That's for the home. They will corrupt your children. They will give them values that um, you would not teach them, and they will open their eyes to things and knowledge and experience that is uh, God never designed for children that young. No, not even teenagers. No, no. You can teach them about teenagers, the dignity of the body, 
um, and um, in the beauty of holiness and chastity and their identity and um, uh, chastity, you know, um, I don't want to say holy and all of that. You can teach them that, their dignity. Uh, but I don't know, I don't know of sex ed classes that teach them that. If there may be some, I don't say there are not, but they'd be very, very, very few. If you don't teach your children, if you turn them over to the world, you are turning the children God has given you, which are not yours, they're his, over to an evil world, growing more evil every single day. And I would wager that most parents, uh, you're not even looking, <clears throat> you don't even have the option or the luxury of looking for what is good and formative for your children anymore. It is um, what, uh, to keep them away from evil and danger and, and debauchery and uh, all of that, you, you're trying to keep them away from what's evil. But what about the rest of it? Are they getting what is good? They are not. The history books are changed. Um, the language has changed. Um, children I, I don't even know how to write anymore. There's no script taught. It's just, I'm not, I, there's always exceptions for sure. But if you cannot find those exceptions, you need to find the way to bring your little children home and raise them as God has given you um, them to raise. And don't worry about a career. Throw your career out. Your career will have nothing to do with you and your children being in heaven. Nothing. And it only has to do with your prestige or your intellect, or your education, or the money you have on earth. No. Yeah, I know it supports your family. You probably don't need that much to support your family. Some of you don't have enough. This is very legitimate, I know. But many of you know. You're putting money away for their college education and leaving them in public or even, as I say, many uh, poor Catholic schools so that you can put away money for their education. Don't do it. Or even Christmas gifts. Don't do it. Your being home with them will be the greatest treasure, greater than any college education can give them. In, in, in my, my day, uh, it, was, it, it was almost unheard of for parents to support their children through college. It was a given that you had to earn money through college. And if you couldn't earn enough... Maybe your parents would supplement it. Uh, you would at least pay for your books and materials. Why? Because you would work every summer to put that money away for college. And if you did not, <clears throat> if you sloughed off or you didn't have enough, you went to a free local college for the first couple of years and worked at the same time till you could earn enough money to go away for the last two years to a college of your choice. A college of your choice when I grew up was a great, great specialty, rather a luxury. Uh, it was assumed if you wanted to go to college, you had to work your way through. It was assumed. Um, and now um, our children today hardly know what that means. They hardly know. Parents have taken on the assumption that they have to do all of this for their children, and you don't. God has not given your children to you to give them a college education. He has given your children to you to raise them 
in the faith. That's what he has done. And by the time they get to college, it's too late. Wait, if they are not formed, it's too late. Not even college. Uh, look at teenagers in church these days. Rude, uh, dressing uh, ir- uh, irreverently, even if it's not a modest, it's sloppy and it's no way to go to church. Um, they slouch in their seats. Uh, their language is atrocious. Uh, they don't know how to even stand up for for a lady entering the room. Uh, it's terrible. It's just terrible. It's a me, 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 me center generation. Now, I've met magnificent grown children, and I met them <clears throat> at the conference this weekend. Magnificent teenagers, dressed modestly. Uh, No girl was in slacks. No young lady was in slacks. Uh, Pants, jeans. Uh, Nobody was in tight, immodest clothing with makeup and everything else. They were beautiful, beautiful souls. They jumped in. They helped at the conference. They did everything because they are the product, the fruit of parents who live the faith truly without compromise. And those parents, in some cases, have been so formed that compromise would be a horrible word to even consider. Why would they do that? No, because they were raised in good Catholic homes. We have to return to that. And what the the number one, uh, I think, uh, number one, and number one in some cases may have been prayer, but prayer was never left out because nothing will happen without prayer. But um, but the catechism um, uh, is what they suggested, and um, Dr. Taylor Marshall was there, and um, he suggested that we do two things to learn our faith again. Forget what's going on in the church. Don't worry about it. This is an awful time. And the only way the church will continue is, number one, God will not let it um, uh, disappear. The gates of hell will not prevail. But it's going to be the faithful. Not, Don't worry about if your bishops are not speaking out, if your priests are uh, speaking of unholy things or bishops not teaching the faith and, and all of that, uh, all debauchery going on in the church. You live your faith. Just live your faith, and the faithful will carry the church through. Don't be distressed anymore because it's so out of hand. It is so insane what's going on. Um, and I won't delineate that. All you need to do is go on to LifeSite News and keep up. Um, that it, all we can do is pray, but we must pray. And we must live the faith and no longer depend upon our pastors, our bishops, uh, cardinals, uh, even the Holy Father himself. He is the Holy Father. He's not the first Holy Father that has um, not taught the faith. He's not the first one. We cannot let our families uh, be destroyed because of that. We need, as I often say, and John Henry uh, 
often repeats, we need to live as if it's true. You cannot live as if it's true if you're depending upon your priest or your bishop to teach you or to have or to leave the Catholic Church and go to Protestant Bible studies to learn the Bible. That's terrible. We gave them the Bible and they took out seven plus books. No, you need to learn how to read. You need to learn the faith and get together with Catholics. There are plenty of Catholic Bible studies, good Catholic scripture studies. Um, uh, CSS, that's one of them, Catholic scripture study. There's a tremendous amount of material um, online, many apostolates with many books teaching scripture, teaching the faith. You just have to make sure that it's the Catholic faith. And if you have Alpha, even Alpha for Catholics, I'm going to ask you to use it for your fireplace. Throw it out. It is not Catholic. And if you take something like that, just because they've worked out Bible study groups and all that, you will destroy yourself. If you find a way, and your children, you will not be Catholic. It is not Catholic. It's Catholic for, uh, it's, it's uh, Alpha for Catholics because they want us all to be Protestants. No, it's aimed at Catholics. It's not for Catholics. There's nothing in there of the Catholic faith. And you know, when there's nothing in material of the Catholic faith, you can be sure it's against the Catholic faith because what it does teach is utterly distorted. Utterly distorted. Because uh, anything that's not Catholic is distorted. Whether people know it or not, it is. And so um, we need to learn our faith. And Taylor Marshall made uh, two suggestions, and I second these two suggestions. Number one, he said the Baltimore Catechism. The board, Go back to it. Go back to the Baltimore Catechism that many <clears throat> uh, were raised on. <clears throat> many older, the older generation even listening uh, with us now, were raised in the Baltimore Catechism. I wasn't because I was raised in the synagogue, and I have not read the Baltimore Catechism, but Taylor suggested we go back to that. It's, the, it's simple. It's the way to know our faith. Read it to our families. Read it to our children. And when we're done with that, he said, get the Council of Trent. And it is, it's perfect, and... I have a book called The Council of Trent Explained, or the it's called The Catechism Explained, and it's The Council of Trent with teaching through it. It's a magnificent book. We have it here, and you should get that. Two things, the Baltimore Catechism, and then The Council of Trent, and then for those of you who wish some support and a sort of a formation program, whether you're single or you're at home, on how to live and how to live our faith. Uh, I've mentioned before, many of you know this, we're beginning uh, the Oblates, uh, kind of a third order, the Oblates. An, an Oblate is one who makes an oblation of their life, which is what St. Paul tells us to do in, in his beginning, the letter to the Romans, present yourselves as a living and holy sacrifice. Um, uh, which is your reasonable service of worship. And don't be conformed by this world, but be transformed by the beginning, by the uh, renewing, rather, of your mind, 
that you may know what the good and holy and perfect will of God is. I think I left out a few words there. And that's what is being suggested to us. So we give our all, and if you say, well, I do need a little support in that, I've really not been taught the faith, what do I do? Well, I'd say the Baltimore Catechism, start with that. It gives you the questions and the answers. And um, you don't have to figure it out. You need to look to understand it and, and let it seep into your heart, because that is our faith, the greatest treasure this side of heaven. And then if you can get the Catechism explained, uh, maybe after the Baltimore Catechism, you, you'll have the entire treasure in that one book of the Catholic faith. And if you wish a little support, a little formation along the way, we're beginning Mary's Oblates. And the reason that we call it Mary's Oblates is because we are the daughters of Mary, Mother of Israel's Hope, the name of, of the community, um, the religious community of Benedictines. So, um, and so we are beginning uh, kind of a Benedictine formation program, third order, for those who um, are not or cannot be or not called to religious life, but have their families to raise, and that is their priority. Number one, the family. And also, if you're older and you're, you're retired and you want to deepen your faith, or you're young and you're single, it, anybody, men, women, families, there's no qualification except that you want to grow in the Catholic faith and love God. And so it's been the Benedictine Oblates of the Daughters of Mary, Mother of Israel's Hope, and um, we've shortened that to Mary's Oblates. We're Mary's daughters. We're her sons and daughters, so we're her Oblates. Um, and um, if, you're, if you're not, we had a form in our last newsletter to just fill out and mail in. But if you didn't get that, you can get it online at our website, motherofisraelshope.org, www.motherofisraelshope.org. Um, you can download that and print it out if you have that ability. But our next newsletter, um, which um, I'm just beginning to write now, is going to contain... Uh, not just the form, uh, it'll be a new form, a little more, I I realized what I left out of the previous form, so we're going to revise it a little bit. Um, Those of you who have sent in the previous form, it's good enough, don't you worry. Um, And we're going to have a monthly letter for the Oblates, be about eight pages, that we'll mail out. Our normal newsletter for our community, if I get four out a year, it's the most we've ever done. Um, it's not even regular, it's pretty much by season, but Christmas and Easter and then um, one in between somehow, or two in between. But um, this will be a monthly letter, and it'll be about eight pages, and always including the rule of St. Benedict for oblates, not for religious, because oblates live the religious, it's, it's, you need, we need to live by obedience and the rule, and everything it says. And it's a treasure. But for families, you can't do this. There's no way. And most single people, you can't do this. It's, it's, it, this is what we've entered religious life for, to give our lives away. And we don't go out to work. Uh, we have apostolate. We can be with families. But we work our schedule. Um, and uh, for you at home, um, 
you you the, the point of this is that you can adapt it to your family, to your schedule, to your needs. And if you work all day, you cannot pray the day hours. That's fine. Some people pray them catch up at night. You don't need to do that. There's no pain of sin whatsoever. There is for us as religious, but not for you. So you could be a male, a female, um, a family, a, a couple, any age, anywhere in the world, by the way, anywhere in the world. Um, <clears throat> we're not charging anything. Uh, I would ask those, we've had quite a number from overseas, Australia and Sweden and Scotland and um, Italy. We've had quite a few overseas, and the only thing I'll, I'll ask for, especially those in overseas, if they can help with postage, but we don't charge for anything. Um, we never have. We always accept uh, when people wish and are able to donate, but we, we, don't, uh, we don't charge Jesus didn't charge us, and we don't charge. So we've got all those helps coming up. <clears throat> and tomorrow, I'll begin to take us through the Baltimore Catechism together as a family so we can truly learn our faith as a family, beloved. There's the music for our first break. Um, and... Uh, we will be back right after that break. I lost my train of thought there. Call in toll-free or text at one 511 5483 or email at mother at We'll be right back. This is Father Yatsuk Mazur. Please join me in a prayer to St. Francis Xavier. O great St. Francis, well-beloved and full of charity, with you I reverently adore the Divine Majesty. I beg of you to intercede for me, that I may receive the graces necessary to live a holy life and die a holy death. Amen. LifeSite News is an international news agency devoted to defending life and family and restoring Christian culture. We aim to educate and activate our readers with the information they need to fight the most crucial battles of our day in their churches, workplaces, and families. Our motto is Caritas in Veritate, Love in Truth. We firmly believe that promoting the truth is an act of love, however hard it is to hear. Over the last 20 years, we have built a reputation for uncompromising reporting, no matter the cost. LifeSite News is by far the most popular pro-life website on the Internet, with over 40 million unique users every year and growing. Check us out at LifeSiteNews.com. At iCatholic Radio, we're blessed to bring you the good news of Jesus Christ through the latest of technology. But don't rely on just one of your mobile devices for listening to iCatholic Radio. Download our free app to all your Android and Apple mobile devices, ensuring you'll never miss a show. That's iCatholic Radio, great Catholic programming, available for download through the Google Play and iTunes Store. 
Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back. Beloved to Mother Miriam Live, I'm thrilled to be with you, and I always say it's my favorite part of the program because we have the whole half hour together. And um, you are welcome to call in with anything on your heart. It doesn't have to be what we are speaking about, um, but the heart of the matter is the matter of your heart. So the toll-free number to call or text is one 877 511 Five four eight three, or email at mother at thestationofthecross dot com. We have an email from someone who writes in anonymously and says, <clears throat> "I am watching the video regarding the horrors of the evil in our church. I don't know what evil, what video this person is referring to. It it may be, by the way, the the." Uh, uh, the video of the conference uh, that I attended over the weekend, the Catholic Identity Conference. Um, if you wish those videos, uh, there's a way for you to get them or watch them online at least. I don't know if they're for sale. Um, I think they might be. Uh, just go to Remnant TV, uh, R-E-M-N-A-N-T TV, Remnant TV, maybe remnanttv.com, um, and search their site and and you'll you'll have a way uh, to get them <clears throat> she says i am a parent of four one who will enter college next year i want to send my child to a catholic university but i am afraid they no longer exist well they do exist dear one they do uh, she goes on to say, clearly the jesuit colleges bear no likeness to catholicism and recently uh St. Francis Steubenville was taken over by a liberal president. Now, normally I wouldn't have read that. And and a, an email like this that I've not finished yet might have been a while back an absolute radical, traditionalist, um, separatist um, um, rant that... I might even hesitate to read. But it's the norm now, beloved. You may may not have felt it yourself. It's the norm. So don't be offended by these things. This is the situation in the church. This is the situation. And if you haven't felt it and it hasn't come your way, bless God. But be aware that it will. Be aware that it will. Okay. And it has come your way because you're in the church. So, but be aware that it will. Okay. Um, but not so. Uh, Catholic universities do exist. Go to the Newman, uh, Cardinal Newman Society, and they have the Newman Guide for Catholic Colleges. And they're very good. I, I, uh, I support them. They're very good. The Newman Guide for Catholic colleges. So go to the Cardinal Newman Society and email them or uh, call them or something and let them uh, send you the Newman Guide. There are good, good colleges there. Uh, Good, solid Catholic colleges. Um, They're dwindling, but they are out there. And um, 
you can have you can certainly send your child to a good Catholic college. And she writes, um, and she puts a little interruption here, and she says, as I write this email, I'm listening to your statement that the absolute is to kneel at the consecration. You know, it's an it's a, such an amazing thing to me, beloved, that people repeat what I say, and it's not what I say. And she says she's just listening that the absolute is to kneel to consecration. It is not. I would never have uttered those words to, that the absolute is to kneel at the, well, oh, I'm sorry. I thought, I thought she meant receiving, uh, the Eucharist. I'm so sorry. Yes, we must kneel. Forgive me. Uh, yes, we, we need to kneel at the consecration. We do. Yes, we do. Um, And she says, the university where I worked for 33 years, a Jesuit university, the priest would instruct everyone to stay standing during the consecration. Well, here we go, beloved. I've been to a parish um, where the priest has instructed that because I was visiting. And I simply knelt in the middle of all those people standing. I simply knelt. I don't know if I was the only one kneeling. I didn't see anyone else kneeling, because when you kneel, everyone's standing around. You can't see anything, including the consecration, but I knelt. So it doesn't matter what the priest instructs. If the priest instructs what is against church teaching, then then you do what the church teaches. You do what the, he has no right. He has no right to ask anyone to stand. No right. So uh, he's off, and he's uh, a, a bad priest, if in fact he is a priest, and you just need to kneel. I know it's awful, but we need to, we need to know that um, I, I think the awful word, even accept that these things are, I think, going to get a lot worse before they get a lot better, especially with what's just happened at the Amazon Synod, I think they're going to get a lot worse. And that's why there's a, a movement growing, not of um, the theme of Michael Matt's Catholic identity was unite the clans, because we're, we're in pockets, one believes this, one clings to this, one, but we all believe the faith. And so we may disagree on things, but we all believe on the deep and the true faith. And he says, let's come together. We, we can... We don't have to convince one another of our differences, but let's come together. And and the church will grow out of the cinders. It'll grow. It'll grow out of the ruin. It will. Um, this uh, one goes on to say, Unfortunately, when my two oldest children attended the parochial school, uh, they came home telling us stories about being taught anti-Catholic topics. See? Um, uh uh, they were indifferent about pro-life and many other horrors were a problem. Well, I say to this mother, not to this mother because it's past tense about your children when they were in parochial school, but I say to every mother out there, don't let your children come home and tell you how bad it is. You should never set, put your child in the hands of a school or a teacher, but you don't know what she's going to teach them, what that school, that you haven't, uh, in advance, looked at their textbooks. You're paying for it. Why shouldn't you know what you're paying for? It's, it's no longer can you do this. No longer can you trust. Not at all. 
Not at all. You don't have to walk around suspecting everyone. You have to walk around protecting your children and making sure that the hands you're turning them over to are Catholic, moral, solid Catholic hands. Um, There's one more point that I'll bring up right after the break. I take longer on these emails because so many people are struggling with the same things, beloved. There is our second break. And uh, again, you're welcome to call in. It's a perfect time if you wish to. Toll free, one 511 5483 or email at mother at We'll be right back. Users of iCatholic Radio are leaving inspiring reviews in the iTunes and Google Play stores. Emilia says, iCatholic Radio is the only radio station I listen to. It's my constant companion whether I'm in my car or walking. It's a good way to learn and to deepen my understanding about my faith. It's a source of reliable information of which we badly need in our culture. I encourage everyone to listen and support iCatholic Radio as a gateway to heaven. Another reviewer writes, at last, a radio station worth listening to. Thank you, I love it. And Deepak writes, a Catholic media treasure trove, spiritually uplifting and fun. One reviewer says, love it, love it. I'm learning so much about the Catholic faith, it makes me seriously consider conversion. If you haven't reviewed iCatholic Radio yet, we'd love to hear from you. Visit our page at the iTunes or Google Play Store. Are you having a hard time keeping up with all that's going on these days in the Vatican? Did you know that LifeSite puts out a monthly print news magazine in beautiful, full color? Our magazine, Faithful Insight, gives you all the most important coverage from Rome and lets you read it away from the computer, phone, or tablet. It summarizes dozens of new happenings down to the essentials, but provides full analysis on all the most important developments. Faithful Insight brings you the coverage of the Vatican that you know and expect from LifeSite in a different form. It has received high praise from cardinals, bishops, priests, and faithful who want to stay abreast of the most crucial battle in our time, the battle for the soul of the Church. Subscribe today at FaithfulInsight.com and may God bless you. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. This is our last segment. We have a little over 15 minutes, and that's plenty of time if you wish to call in with anything on your heart. And you can always call in anonymously. That'll never be a problem. The toll-free number to call or text is one 511 5483 or email at mother at We've been reading through an anonymous email um, of a mother who is talking about 
the horrors that she's coming to see and has lived through in in her Catholicism. And she has, um, um, she said, um, as the last kind of paragraph, as where we ended at the break, unfortunately, when my two oldest children attended the parochial school, they came home telling us stories about being taught anti-Catholic topics, was indifferent about pro-life, and many other horrors were a problem. As parents... <clears throat> We teach them the truth. As parents, to teach them the truth, we had to say that the Catholic school was wrong. Well, I don't know if the Catholic school was wrong. Certainly what their teacher taught them was wrong. Um, But you see, you shouldn't have... um, You Let me just say, if you raise your children at home... If you raise them in the faith, they would tell you that the teacher taught error. You wouldn't have to tell them that the school was wrong. Uh, They would come home and say, Mom, our teacher taught us what was not true today. And then you say, well, what was that? And you talk about it, and, and you'd say, God bless you. You know your faith well. Then you go to the school and speak to the teacher and the principal and or take your children out. You see, they should know that. Um, and um, see, again, I have to stress, if you turn your children over, if you assume anything, you are, you could be turning your children over to wolves in sheep's clothing. You could be turning your children over to saints, but you have to know that. You have to know that. Don't just enroll them in a Catholic school. If, if you're going to enroll your child, even in a Catholic school, say, okay, because you're paying for this, uh, we need to see the curriculum. As a mother, as a father, we want to see the curriculum in advance. In advance. There are schools that will not show parents the curriculum. You don't send your children there. That's communism. You don't let anyone take over the raising of your children. They must show you the curriculum. They must. And if they're going to have books and teach your children, uh, they're going to show you the curriculum they know is going to be right with you, but they're not going to show you the books they're going to use for sex ed, and you don't know they're not showing it to you. Um, You need to say to them, if you introduce any other material in this, we need to see it before you teach it. And if they violate that, you take your children out. And she ends by saying, or he, I hunger for the true faithful church. Where does it exist? My dear brother or sister, whoever's writing this anonymous email, it exists in every single corner of the earth. It is the church that Christ established, that he promised to teach into all truth to the end of time, against which the gates of hell will not prevail. It exists all over the place. There are faithful schools There are faithful bishops, faithful priests, faithful lay people in the thousands. You just need to find them. It exists all over the place, all over the place. Um, uh, You need to find out what publishers uh, look for pre-Vatican II material. I'm not a traditionalist. I've never said these things before, but I must say them now because of the way the church is being destroyed and things that are being taught. 
in those books. Look for pre-Vatican II material. You will never go wrong. Well, never. There's always been sinners. There's always been defectors from the faith. Look for good, solid Catholic teaching. And look for schools that teach it. You'll be fine. And learn it so that you can teach or impart it to your children. Um, uh, Pat, we have a, 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 someone named Pat on the line. Hello, are you there, dear one? Uh, yes, Mother, I am. Oh, good. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I just uh, have a, a Go ahead with your question, Pat. The, okay. The, what, about kneeling at consecration. Uh, yes. You know, I've done that all my life, and then, as you say, you know, they came and they changed that to standing. No and one changed it. Let me just say, wait, wait, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Okay. I want to catch it. No one changed it. Your priest has departed from the faith, or your bishop, but it has not been changed. That was my question as to why why that's not consistent. I mean, years ago, you, you could have gone to any church, Catholic church in the world, yeah. and all, everything was the same, and now... You go to one, and then you kneel on one, and you stand at another. And well, don't you I, I ever stand? That, but it's it's within really the bishop. It's not the church quote. That it's the bishop words, or the priest. The priest with or without the bishop. It could be the bishop. It could be a cardinal. Cardinal Mahoney in um, Los Angeles had his people. He took out the kneelers in the cathedral. Doesn't matter. Do not follow any priest, any bishop, any cardinal, and I'm going to say any pope. You respect the office, but you don't follow what is errant. So you do what the church teaches, and the church teaches us to kneel. And if any priest tells the congregation to stand, you kneel. And if he says, I've had people that have knelt receiving the Blessed Sacrament, you know, when you're on a line to receive uh, our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, and and you're supposed to give a profound, not a nod of the head, but a 90-degree profound bow if you're not kneeling. And the priest, uh, he won't distribute. I've been in a church where the priest will not give communion to anyone who kneels. Um, I have an awful story about that that I don't need to say on the air. Awful story. You do what the church says and don't allow a priest to um, go so far as to um, be diabolical when it comes to your faith. Great. All right. Thank you. That was my, my question, and you answered it well. Okay, Pat. God bless you, dear one. We have a text from someone who says, Mother Miriam, how do we defend our Catholic faith with this Pope in the Vatican? I have been hearing disturbing talk about our church being pagan and Catholicism being false. Well, you defend your faith with this Pope in the Vatican the way you would defend your faith with Pope Leo XIII or um, any Pope Pius XII, any Pope throughout histories, saint or not, you defend it the same way. You speak about what is true, and you correct error. That's the only way to ever defend your faith. Um, 
I've been hearing, she says, disturbing talk about our church being pagan and Catholicism being false. I spent 18 years as an evangelical Protestant trying to save Catholics because I was taught the church is pagan and Satan's system, and it's false, false religious man-made system. I found out the truth, which is why I'm here, uh, and I, I, I want to live the truth with every breath in me. Um, so you can hear disturbing talk, and you're going to hear more of it, because our dirty laundry, especially with this Amazon Synod, is spread throughout the world on the news for everybody to see the debauchery that has taken place at the Vatican. It, it's it, You can't keep it secret. And so if someone says the church is pagan and Catholicism is false, you could say no. What you witnessed was pagan and was false, but that's not the church. The church is the one holy Catholic and apostolic church that our Lord established. Frank Sheed, an apologist of a couple of centuries ago, has said that the church is the cause of the holiness of its members, but its Holiness is not measured by their response. I'll repeat that. The church is the cause of the holiness of its members, but its holiness is not measured by their response. So if people in the church, no matter who they are, no matter how high up they are, if they go astray and they practice paganism and idolatry and falsehood, they've gone astray. That's not the church. The church is Christ and will always be and will never be marred, not in its essence. Jason writes in, in an email, um, okay, Mother Miriam, God bless you and find you a home for your ministry. Thanks so much, Jason. I'm in a difficult spot being the only practicing Catholic in my family. Well, that is difficult. My parents felt, now I don't know if, yet how old Jason is or if he's living at home but that's no matter what it's it's of course difficult and yet when I became a Christian not yet a Catholic I was the only Christian as a Jew in my family and uh, to this day there are people that will not let me into their homes they spit spit, they spit on me physically and won't let me into our homes our own parents wouldn't even see or speak to me or for for two years, and wouldn't go into my brother's home um, where he had four children and he also had become a Christian again before we all became Catholic. Um, so it's, it's not easy, but we must keep our faith. And in honoring God, if we truly live our faith, eventually people want to know what it is and we'll be a witness to them because we have what they don't have, which is a reason to live and the knowledge of why mankind's on earth. So Jason says this, um, My parents fell away and divorced when I was young. My mother has since remarried. They both don't practice any faith. And my mother instinctively rejects all forms of Christian piety, with a few exceptions. Well, she would. She's, she's uh, living in a immoral situation as far as marriage and everything goes. So... Um, she would certainly reject all forms of Christian piety, with a few exceptions. He says, my father has been a far worse detriment to both me and my half-sister, who has never been exposed to the faith, aside from those who reviled her. 
for falling into homosexuality. Being a revert to the faith and repentant from that lifestyle myself, I understand her fully. Yes. Um, you know what? I, I also understand, not from my own experience at all, but when I was a jail chaplain for 10 years in my Protestant years, so many of those women were homosexual, were lesbians. And um, I would tell them that what they're seeking is not wrong or sinful. They're seeking love, to be loved and to love. God built us that into us. But when we don't find it in the channels that God has given, a sense of dignity, a sense of belonging, a sense of worth, to be loved, when we don't experience that in the channels, the normal channels God has given us through the family, um, then we seek it in in ways that are destructive to us. So that I can understand, even though um, some some things I can't understand grabbing hold of myself. But um, uh, it's it's not the issue. The issue is to fill a void in our hearts that no one but God can fill. He says, the strain I'm having is from a desire to fulfill the obligations of filial piety. Um, I turned away from pursuing life as a minister at my mother's behest. That sounds Protestant. Because she wanted me to, quote unquote, see the world first. So I joined the army to fulfill my desire to serve. I spent... I spent 20 years as a Protestant evangelical before returning home to Catholicism, having adventured through the many layers of a hellscape and finally realizing my beliefs were always Catholic and that I was rejecting God all the years that I thought he was rejecting me. Oh, it, it, it needs to be put to music when someone really understands and finds that out. It's so... Wonderful. When I said it needs to be put to music, our closing music began. I didn't intend that, and I didn't even know how close we were to the end of the program, but we are, beloved. And I won't continue with this email from Jason, but I will make it the very first email tomorrow. We'll read through the entire thing and uh, read through all your other emails if you call or, or text uh, or email. Um, we'll speak with you tomorrow and as long as God wills, every day, Monday through Friday. God bless you, beloved. Speak to you soon.